So welcome back, ladies. We are on episode three. Officially episode three. I know we did some part twos in there, but officially episode three of season three of We Got Us. And this season's theme is Black Love, which we love to see it in all aspects. And today we are going to be talking about romantic relationships, dating, engagement, marriage, all the above. So this will more than likely also be a part two because we all have a plethora of things to say. Um, But I'm super excited for this episode particularly, and I know all of us really are too, just because we couldn't wait to just have you know, our moment, our insecure moment, our, our Harlem moment, our, our, um, joyous moment, all of that. So thank y'all for being here today and we can go ahead and get started. It's to show love in the romantic sense. What is the first thing that pops in your mind? Wow. Honestly, uh, the first thing that pops into my mind is like the word dream. Now this sounds really, <laughs> sounds very childish, but it's it, just for a brief context. Brevity um, is my goal today. Um, as, as you all know, like black love to me is beautiful. I was really ta- excited about this topic. So the first thing that kind of, to my mind, I think about black love, partnerships and dating is just like, to me, it's always been something I dreamed about and really, really thought would be a beautiful thing for me and something I've always wanted because I felt like if I had a black partner, there'd be, you know, hopefully be a bit more things we'd have in common, things I wouldn't have to like explain to them or try to teach them when it comes to what it means to be black in the world. Um, I visually, I think it's just beautiful to see and I have a son who identifies as black, so that's part of it where I would want him to feel comfortable too. So there's a lot that goes into it, but I, I, it's always been something I've dreamed about. I say with my air quotes, you, y'all can't see. Um, and I've thought a lot about it lately. So my uh, I, this idea and dream I've had is kind of shifting. So I'm excited to talk about it, y'all. I love it. We are gonna talk about it. We are. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, Miss Jasmine, when you hear about Black love, what is the first thing that comes to mind for you? For me, I think when I hear Black love, it just sounds like history to me. Because when we were when we were growing up and our ancestors as well like that wasn't something that could be shown and so I feel like we have a duty to present the black love in such a positive and loving way because it our children I don't have any children but the children the young people need to see that these things exist and that it's okay to love one another even if it's not romantically I love that um also let's give her a quick shout out because my girl is getting married and i'm so excited so you know she has accomplished (laughs) black love her her thing is is black 
and um yes he is I i'm like looking for that I might like, question. Question mark. I know he is, but I don't want to ask him. I just get it. <laughs> um, we are so excited for her, and we are even more excited for our unofficial official moment to be bridesmaids. Unofficial, unofficial, yeah, unofficial, unofficial kind of bogarted way into being bride. It's a long. Um, <laughs> but how about you, Shekinah? What comes to mind when you hear Black Love? I think for me, when I hear Black Love now, I think of like an unconditional, vulnerable type of love. Um, and I say that in a way because I think that like, you know, we have those stereotypical tropes of being like the strong Black woman or like the strong Black man. And that has kind of manifested itself into like our relationships and so now you see like on social media or just in different conversations this kind of like cultural unlearning of like it's okay for men to cry and to be vulnerable and to like have that one person right and it's okay for a black woman not to like for lack of a better phrase, and I don't necessarily mean it like this, but like to have to be the boss, right? Like you don't have to be strong. It's okay not to be okay. Um, and it's okay to love somebody like unconditionally. Obviously with, there there are restraints on that, right? Like don't let somebody hurt your person, mind, body, soul. Like don't let somebody, you know, um, cross certain boundaries, but it is okay to love somebody unconditionally and to be vulnerable. And I think that, like, I truly even just got to that definition, like, within the past year. Because before then, I would have said something like, oh, it's like loving basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, anyways, I guess with that being said, like, we have so many questions that we could answer on this. But I really want to kind of keep it personal with us. So, maybe about three-ish weeks ago... Myself, Tichelle, and our friend Clarissa were on a a Zoom call. It was a Zoom study session. But um, we were talking about our love languages. And today I'm going to, it's like a Black women's support group of sorts for school. And they were asking, what is your love language? And what is the the love language that you like to give? to people and mine were pretty much the same that I noticed but because Tichelle and I already know ours we're gonna start off with Jasmine so Jasmine what is your love language like top two why and what are the languages you like to show your love does that make sense mm-hmm. okay yeah I always get I'm getting put on the spot because like love language I feel like is something like it's a very modern like term I guess or like thing like it's just in the recent years I feel like people have been talking about this is my love language and so I'm like I don't really know like I like people to like treat me nice I don't know so I have to really think about it um I think for me like my love language would be like attention I guess if that is a thing like if that's one of them because I like my I don't know 
I just you like think about you like being the center we know this go ahead yeah but I also think like I can think of times when Miles and I who's my partner for those out in the interwebs who might not know um like when he's in his little room and like I'm in my room there'll be times when I'm like oh like I love this relaxing but I'm like I want you to spend time with me like why are you you know trying to talk to me anyway so that's definitely something I think um, but another one for me is definitely gifts. Like, I love getting a good gift. Like, even even though I try really hard not to be like, oh, give me a gift. It makes me feel better. But it does make me feel better. Even a that, small gesture. That is hilarious because we were talking about you on that call. And oh, they were like, pause. Pause. <laughs> did you guys hear they were talking about me? <laughs> it was all good. All good things. It was, but also you can't really be surprised since I'm telling you we were talking about you. So we were talking about you during the call and we were like, oh man, we don't know anybody whose like first language might be receiving gifts. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure Jasmine's is receiving <laughs> gifts. And we were all like, yeah, yeah, we can see it. Yeah. It's not a bad thing, but like, what what is it about? So to Shell's question that day was like, I wonder what it is about people whose language is receiving gifts. Like, what it is it? What is it about the gifts for you? I think for me, it just makes me feel special. Like, it makes mm-hmm. me feel like you cared enough to be like at the store and to see something that you thought I might like and to get it for me because I do that a lot like that's how I think I try to show my lovely love to somebody else's by being like oh let me like buy you something special to make you feel special Mm -hmm. um even if it's like just like socks right like I was in the mall the other day and I called Miles and I was like hey like do you want some socks like like they're on sale like I can get you some socks if you want he's like oh yeah like get me some socks so you know I got him socks and I just think it just makes it just shows them that like you care enough that you're willing to go out of your way to get them something and it doesn't have to be expensive you know like it doesn't have to be you know a ring but I got one of those too but (laughs) it can be like a piece of candy just as simple as like when you go to get coffee like getting me a coffee too like that's cute okay and so then the language that you like to give gifts you said a little bit that you like to show people through getting them something too but yeah I think it's really this is really hard because I'm in a relationship so I'm like thinking about like the ways that I try to do this for Miles but I think what he really likes right like isn't gifts like Miles could care less if I bought him anything I think I think but he likes it if I like go out of my way to like do a chore right like if I Mm -hmm. vacuumed he's like oh you vacuumed you're so nice you folded my clothes you know oh and so I don't know what that is called acts of service acts of service acts of service there you go Mm -hmm. acts of service I think it's something I try to do I'm not always the best but I try. I love it. I'm here for it. Mr. Show. My top two. <laughs> you already know my top two are so obvious. And I 
they rule my life in so many ways. But my top two are words of affirmation. Always have been the I'm proud of you or you look nice today always gets me. And then acts of service. I feel like I'm always doing things for other people. I feel like I've moved a lot of people in my life. So when people actually are willing to like help me out or do something for me, it really means a lot because it doesn't happen a lot. So like, for example, if I'm dating someone and they, you know, offer to fix something or offer to drive or like, I don't know it's just it's really it's rare and I feel like it's something I don't often get so it really means a lot when someone goes out of their way just to do something nice it can be simple the way I show my love is giving gifts I love giving gifts I don't like as much receiving them because I feel some sort of obligation but I'll be giving them so that doesn't really make the most sense but it's true I like thinking about you know what is a thoughtful gift if someone mentions something a lot of times I'll make a note of it so like say whoever it is a family member even a partner they might be like oh i really want these you know shoes which i i would be like okay make note of it or if they really want like the last person i dated really wanted you know a certain they love the saints but whatever it's fine so i would see i know red flag or what red flag or what um but like I would definitely see red flag i know well you know here we are so I would get them like I had something in mind like I would get them something like that you know so I don't know I think that's one way I show love and I think it's because I grew up with a mom that and again it's like subconscious but not anymore where to say sorry we she gave us stuff and just gave us gifts and so that has its problems right you can't say and so there were times where if I messed up or I was rude or I was mean I would give a gift I would give someone something or go buy something but I, I've, I've gotten beyond that where just getting something, even like a book or a candle or just like I'm thinking of you and like the look on people's face is really, really important to me or, you know, remembering something they wanted, just the reaction I really like. And then I, quality time is low on my list, but if I give you quality time, that's definitely showing love because as you all know, we all are busy. And so if I'm willing to like, go out on a date with you or spend time with you or make the time to come help you or you know even just to talk on the phone for a while that that's another way I show my love because if I do not care I will not I will not give any time I so anyway that's me I love love languages though I think it's really cool to we were talking about this with Shekinah and Clarissa and Jasmine was there at the beginning of this call, but she had to go. But it went from study session to love languages. It was kind of funny. But I do think they're helpful to know how we want to be loved and to communicate that, but also how to love the person we're with. Because it's op- uh, it's often very different. Like yes. my last relationship didn't work out because they were not affirming at all, right? And it was the worst for me. And I like let it get to my head. So again, a great thing to you know communicate. How about you, Miss Shekinah? I love all that though. I do. I love <laughs> that. Like I love that, like that we're talking about it more because you know you are right that well both of y'all are right that it is something new. But I think that it's helpful in terms of understanding yourself and like a potential partner in a relationship mm-hmm. to try to make sure that everybody has like what they need, right? Because um, that's so important, and I think that it gets slept on a lot. Mm-hmm. 
But for me, I'm gonna be real honest. I really, <laughs> really don't remember. But um, my first one I know for sure was quality time. Um, and I think tied for second was words of affirmation and gift giving. Um, and I think that for me, like quality time is just so important because I always like, even from the time I was like in high school, junior high, whatever, like I, I want to show you that like I'm there for you, right? And it means something to me when you're there for me. Like it means something if you give me a phone call or if like, you know, when I'm in town and I see y'all, like it means something to me that y'all want to spend time with me or you're taking time out of your day. Um, and then even in terms of, what did I say? Words of affirmation and gift giving. So I think words of affirmation are important. Um, I like compliments too, as much as the next person, um, or in just like you acknowledging that you see what I'm doing, because I think, you know, as Michelle pointed out, out, we're all very busy. We all work very hard. So it means something to me that you can see that effort, right? Even if it's just on a small scale that you're acknowledging that like, hey, I see, you know, the hustle you're putting in or I see the work you're putting in and like, I'm proud of you for it. You're doing a great job. I think particularly that matters more like when I'm talking um, to my parents because like yeah. that's my look to make them proud, right? Um, but as far as the other one receiving gifts it's kind of like what jasmine already said like so we don't i don't necessarily need to reiterate it but it matters to me that when you go somewhere like you think of it like and i think that that could have been something that was also instilled like by my dad like he takes a million trips to the store but before he leaves all the time do you want anything or he'll come back and be like here i just got you this and it could be something as simple as like my favorite candy but it's like okay you thought about it and i think that that was one thing too in my last <laughs> relationship is that we gave gifts right but i was like really thorough and sincere about the gifts i gave like like to show i would listen and be like oh i know he's gonna love this like he would just look at this and just you know imagine the face as you open it up but like when it would come to me he would get me something that like he thought i liked but like it wasn't <laughs> and it but like it irritated me because it was like bro i'm very communicative so i told you what i want and you still disregarded what i just said like there, there was no guessing in it for you, babe. All you got to do was go on Amazon and order it. So I don't understand. <laughs> How did we come to Um. Anyways, we can tell I'm still, still. Um, but in terms of giving people things, I think I also try to give it through my quality time and through receiving gifts. Um, I think for y'all, Tashelle is like super sweet about giving gifts. Like, so I don't want to say we're not the gift giving group because Tashelle definitely is, but I'm more of the like, hey, let's spend time together. You want Zoom call? You want to call? You want to like hang out when I'm in town, brunch, dinner, all day, whatever, you know, like, let me give you my time. <laughs> Possibly because I also am just balling on a budget, but- mm -hmm. um, Your presence is a gift friend. Your presence is a gift. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so I try to give y'all my my time. I know I've been pretty shoddy with that the last time I came into town, but 
Because you're in demand. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Girl, I wasn't in demand. I was just missed my mommy and my dad. So I was I like, I'm going to the house. But I mean, y'all are welcome to <laughs> come to the house. Clinton, hey. <laughs> um, we'll carpool. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways. So when we think of the top qualities that we want in a partner or that we have in a partner that we like um what are the things that come to mind I mean y'all don't have to answer at one time I don't know if it's easy easier for Jasmine or um I mean yeah I can start um you know this is an interesting question because I'm gonna say this because I've had a lot of I've had other friends and Shekinah will know exactly which one I'm talking about when I talk we're no longer friends but (laughs) we'll know this friend um who have like kind of talked about qualities they like want in a person Mm -hmm. oh but mm -hmm. I think that you I'm saying this to say that even though these may be your top qualities, guys, you don't... If there are all these other qualities that you also want and they also possess those, that doesn't mean they can't get to the having those top qualities over time. So I wouldn't, like... I would hate for people... I hate for people to rule people out that could be really good matches with them because they don't have certain things because we're all constantly working on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I have to say, lead with that. And the reason why I lead with that is because I don't feel like, myself included, for mine and Miles' relationship, I don't feel like we both possessed 100% of the things that we needed or wanted in a, in a, in a partner, but we, just, but we made a commitment to each other. And through that commitment, we worked on having those qualities for okay, each baby. other. Wait real quick before you finish that. Tell us when, did, how old were you and Miles when you're first, like when y'all first started dating? Because that's important. Yes. For the narrative. Yes, it is important. We first started talking because we dated for a long time, y'all. Like Miles does nothing fast. I just don't want everybody to understand this. So we started dating when we were 18. Yeah, I was 18. And Miles, I think, was just barely turning 19 because we're a few months apart. So 1819, we dated for three to four months, like consistently, like hung out like almost every single day for like four months-ish until we made it official. And then that's when we, then we moved in together fairly quickly after that. And then we've been together since then. So y'all so, have been together since 1819. Yeah, since we were each 18, 19 years old. And now you're 28, 29, 27, 20, 27, We're both 27 at today. Okay, okay. Continue. Yeah, that is a good narrative because yes, we're not full blown in our own persons. Although if you ask Miles, he would say he probably was like who he's going to who he is right now is really similar to who he was when we first started dating because his little life has been rough. So <laughs> he's been through a lot of things. But 
for me, I think, and the reason why I'm saying this is because I think it changes over time too, but I don't, I think I had a different idea of the type of person I would have been with because they were, because they were so naive ideals, right? Like being so young too. Mm-hmm. And so now I think the top, like for me, my top qualities is like, somebody who is willing to like grow with you and to like lift you up because that's something that Miles has always done for me and it wasn't something that I thought I even needed in a partner until being with him and then two as somebody that's willing to be um vulnerable with me is really important and then third is somebody who's willing to be like your cheerleader because there's something there's two two different things from somebody willing to lift you up to somebody who's willing to stand in your corner and let you be in front and like be your like Obama you know like you need to have that person and I think you're each gonna have your opportunities to be like the power person in the relationship but there's also an importance from like standing just beside that person and letting them be the power person so for, for me those are three qualities in a person overall that I would need to see before I would probably date a person if god forbid Miles and I don't get together or break up but if I was looking for a different relationship I think I'd be looking for those three things again okay I like that I dig it Mr. Show. what about you so I preface this answer with um, my my responses come from trauma and drama of what I would be looking for. You should that should be the name of it. Trauma and drama. Trauma, trauma and drama. drama. Um, I I laughed when you asked this question. I went because I this is something I've been thinking about a lot a lot lately, especially like where I am in life. But for brevity, um, I'm definitely when it comes to what I'm looking for, right, or qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely looking for someone who's financially secure and I didn't like I'm not saying sugar daddy I mean if if so great you know but no just secure enough that I don't have to support them I think in all but maybe two relationships I've been in I've been the one to not only be supporting them and myself and I have a as you know I'm a plus one sort of deal I was a student for 12 years <laughs> I was a student forever. I was like a student for like 28 years. Let's be honest. For <laughs> but um, so I think that's really important to me because I think that can become a really a big source of stress for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to leave a relationship not only having invested so much time but also financial support, it, it really hurts. It's a lot, and I feel like I'd be in a lot better of a place if I just would have not dated folks <laughs> in those situations. Um, and I really need, uh, I look for someone who's just like a good example of, of what I quote unquote responsible human being is. Again, I am a plus one situation where I want that person to be a good example for C. I've never really, um, a lot of the choices I've made. Luckily, Colby didn't see they weren't the best examples, but they weren't, right, in, a, in some of those instances. So just someone who's a good example to him. So again, that financial secure piece comes in play, like having a job and a car, a place of their own is really nice. I understand different situations for different people, but someone I can be like, 
this is a, a good example of what it looks like to be you know older and and in in this case a man and you know not to gender the situation but Kobe's growing to be an you know a young man <laughs> um and someone who the thing I've never found other than in one person as someone I would be willing to introduce to my dad I've only met one I've only dated this is sad I've Ooh. only dated one person I'd be willing to introduce to my dad they did meet my dad and they're the one that got away, which we'll talk to maybe next episode about like our experiences with dating. They're that quote unquote, maybe the one that got away, but they were also the only one I'd be interested in meeting my dad. And that means they have a lot of the qualities like loyalty. They are financially stable. They work hard. It doesn't matter what their job is. I'm not someone who's like, they have to have make this much money or have this job but someone who works hard and is motivated to grow together you know mm-hmm. um someone who's not like intimidated that oh i'm gonna leave them because i have x degree or i have x things you know like i've been in situations like that like i wouldn't date you if i that all mattered material things are small to me and then probably um the last two things i'll share Someone without substance abuse issues, I have to say this because, again, the people I've had in my life, um, unfortunately, a lot of times I did not know had substance abuse issues, meaning they relied heavily on alcohol. That was their coping mechanism. Or they relied on other substances, um, Mm -hmm. be it cigarettes, be it worse than cigarettes. And um, that has really, like, hurt me and took a toll on my life. And then someone who just makes me feel good, someone who makes me laugh, um someone who makes me uh i i lately i'm hella cheesy but just someone who when they look at you you could just tell they are just so happy to be in your presence and i've had like i see like went on a couple dates where i saw that but like i love that feeling i'm i'm hopefully romantic instead of saying hopeless um but just someone who's just like eyes light up and i know it exists um and vice versa so like when I see them I actually want to spend time with them because <laughs> again that's really rare I get bored really easy or like I lose interest quickly so yeah that was really long sorry Shekinah it's your turn fine <laughs> I love it I love it because I feel like you know we've all been friends for so long but even like through this podcast we ask so many questions like that we never knew about each other like earlier this week I was like what are y'all's middle names like <laughs> I feel like I knew where I should have known Jasmine never answered the question but I'm just no saying like, we know it starts with a K that's all we know <laughs> is it Carol Karen Karen Cleo Kellogg's just kidding nope <laughs> yeah. you guys are so far off okay We'll take it no. offline. We'll figure it out. Anyways, we'll come back to it. But like, we're asking these questions, like getting to know each other in a different light. And like, we've been friends for like literally 10 plus years, you know, majority of us. And so I love this. I love getting to hear those responses. Um, I think for me, as y'all were talking, I was like, dang, man, I got to change my response. Like, got to change some of them. But <laughs> I feel like for me and where I am right now, the first thing that I would say is important to me is that you are a person, like you're a God-fearing person, right? Or that Mm. you believe believe in God. And I feel like 
that's so important for me because I think that that determines your moral compass and your moral foundation and your values. Um, and then that allows us to build a strong foundation together. And I know that that like is so under discussed among our generation, but um, I really feel like it's important to me because of all the relationships that I've seen um, in and around my life, I think that that's what was lacking the most, right? Like I've seen the relationships with the money. I've seen the relationships where there's like decent communication and all these other things. But like when that was lacking, it just felt like something was off in that regard. And I feel like you have to have some sort of a strong foundation to come back to because pa your passion for that person is going to dwindle, right? And then someone said earlier this week at, at work, they were like, well, yeah, your passion turns into compassion the longer that you're together with somebody. And like, you know, because your passion falters, it comes in waves. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I get that. And I think that to, to a certain extent it, it does, but I think that you really have to build something strong that can withhold the storms that are that are they're going to come. You know, that's just inevitable. So you have to have something to anchor you. Um, excuse me. So that's important to me. I think the next thing that is important is that I need you to be like loving and family oriented because I really am, even though I would consider myself a little baby, a little baby gangster, I'm really not. Like I'm super sensitive. Um, and I'm, I, I do try to be vulnerable and open and loving, but most importantly, like my family, like is at the core of who I am. So if your family, like if you don't get along with your family, if you were to come to me and be like, oh, I don't get along with my mom, my dad, my family, that's like a red flag for me. I'm like, mm -hmm. what happened? It's gonna have to be a good reason. You know what I mean? Because I want our families to get along. Um, likewise, like I wanna get along with your family and I need you to get along with my family. Like if my dad or mom or brother were to come to me and be like, oh, I don't like him, it's not gonna work, fam. I'm gonna tell you right out, it's not gonna work. Um, and the last thing I think would be, and I'll tie it into even to Shell's point about financial security, would be ambition and financial mm. security because I cannot tell y'all how much I have fallen in love with potential, baby. And potential <laughs> nothing like if there's one takeaway that y'all get from listening to this podcast it is do not fall for the potential sense like but he could be so much more and he could, if he could he would baby he would like he would be doing the <laughs> like we are not in 2022 we are no longer falling for potential I mean like you gotta show you talking about you want to start a business don't just show me the business plan like show me how you're out there getting your stuff like you want to go back to school, show me your grades after your first semester. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, don't fall in love with potential. I have mm -hmm. wasted years Facts. on individuals mm -hmm. off of some potential. And honey, all I've gotten is tears and extra weight gain, trauma and drama. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but it's real though. Yeah, never lie. <laughs> it's so... It's so interesting to hear you guys talk about what you guys want to see or like things that like may or may, may be deal breakers for you. 
because I like feel like I've I experienced some of these things, especially with Shekinahs, with the whole like family thing. Mm-hmm. Because, as you all know, I'm not super close with my father, and so, and Miles honestly, when we first start, got together, he would see his family, but I would never, I wouldn't call them close, and right. I don't think, I don't think that even their family, to some extent, is always. Um, the most positive environment to be in mm-hmm. and so and I and I don't think they're really I don't it's taken them a long time I feel like to warm up to me and even some of his family isn't super warm to me so it's just interesting to hear that you guys to hear some of the things because I'm like ah I've, we've been down that road you know like and those roads haven't broken us and I think things that we probably both had for deal breakers we've kind of been like we've worked through those things so not saying that everybody's journey is going to be the same as like mine but like I just wanted to I just think it's really interesting because I'm thinking back like I mean but it's different for every (laughs) couple right because for for a while that was never a deal breaker for me but when I saw my brother get married his wife's my sister-in-law is like her mom and her stepdad and her family like they all fit so seamlessly with our family to the point where we're like trying to plan family vacations with all of us you know and that is so rare that it was like oh we can't have this baby we doing it wrong and my mom was like you can't expect that because it is rare and i'm like well no like it's an expectation now because if if you can't fit in with my family or even my sister-in-law's family for that matter, then it's going to be like, it's not going to work. But I also think it's important to reflect back. You and Miles have been together for basically like nine, 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that's different from me just meeting someone like next year or the end of this year. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. y'all have had time. Mm-hmm. And I think problems with family can really be a um, significant, could be a red flag or a yellow flag because what is their role in that? And then what is their mm-hmm. families? Because, you know, I have a best friend. I dated an individual for a very long time. You guys all know. I think she kind of knows G, other people do. But he and his, like, with being as kind as possible, I always try to be really close to his family and be there for them. It felt nice because like Colby having a family, et cetera. But at the end of the day, like the way his family is now, I would never want to be with them again. Like it's really important when you think about your partner and who, sometimes you can look beyond that, the family mm-hmm. issues, but sometimes you cannot. And they will try to do any there are folks who will do anything in their power to like make things hard and that can really ruin a relationship so it's really good to have those conversations about family how do they see their family how does their family see them right yeah it's important and it's important to i guess have the talks like what we just did right to know what is a deal breaker for you and what is like are you willing to kind of withstand that storm or you know in the long run you know are, are you okay basically <laughs> are you gonna stand the rain or are you gonna get out you know? yes, right. yeah well and i think yeah because like miles i think definitely struggles with my family even though i have mm-hmm. a really small immediate family 
we're still really close and that's just not something that's not his experience so his like view of family is really different like he doesn't get like why do you want to go see your mom all the time like why are you you know like he like he'll ask me things like that you know like because that's not that's not his that's not his family dynamic you know they're not used to like doing a lot of things together and like being you know having family banter you know like that's like those things get really heated really fast in their family yeah so they avoid those type of things where in my family it's like you know it's cool like whatever you know right we can have our discussion and and like so i think there were a lot of things i had to learn about like his family and like meshing into the family just like miles is doing trying to do the same thing and i think we've both come to like our realization that we both don't have to be like a hundred percent like friends with our family members right like we don't need to be like on a first like not we don't need to be like texting and hanging out with our friends with our families you know like i don't think that's i don't think that's something we have to do and i think we both see things that happened in both of our families that we're like yeah we'd never want to do that for our family that we're going to create and so I don't know. That it's like such an interesting dynamic when you start talking about family and how that works with your relationship. I mean, it is because that goes back to our earlier um, episodes when we were talking about family and kind of the role or influence that our family has had on us, right? And how we see the world. And I think that it would be interesting in a part two <laughs> to discuss, um, you know, how how that dynamic may have played a role into our dating or I guess romantic relationships right Mm -hmm. um because we all have dated like not I don't want to say like multiple people because I don't want to like make it you know whatever but like we've all dated a series of different people and for one reason or another it worked out or it didn't and I think that our upbringing and how we we're taught to kind of see the world does play a role in that whether we want to give that credit or not um and whether that was for the best or not but <laughs> you know it's, it's, it's all played a little role there um or it plays a role like moving forward with how we see things too mm-hmm. um just by the relationships we may have been exposed to even mm-hmm. so anyways thank y'all <laughs> Yeah, for episode three, official episode three of season three. And thank Um, you for the questions. You kind of these are all questions we need to ask ourselves and our partners, future partners, early on. We do. Ask my partner tonight. (laughs) Report back. Report back. Please do. Um. Okay. Final things. Final. Final thing. When? What is the main takeaway? that you all want people to leave this episode with regarding the black love of romantic relationships like first thing that comes to mind okay let's go mr show all right um yeah ask hard questions right off the bat i think these are conversations to have what are their red flags? What what are red flags to them is really interesting because I will tell a lot about their experiences. And just like she kind of asked us, um, what are their what are the characteristics they look for? Because again, it tells a lot about them, them. And then, do you even fit in their picture? Do you 
do you have some of those red flags etc so. love it miss jasmine go first thing okay yeah make a list and te- check it twice <laughs> Ooh, i like it there we go there we go um my thing is what i said maybe about five minutes ago don't fall in love with the potential sis don't amen do don't do it don't fall in love with the <laughs> um and don't listen to kevin samuels stuff facts <clears throat> she said what she said i did <laughs> um all right well i thank y'all i love y'all i will see y'all next episode and remember don't nobody got us like we got us bye bye, bye.